Young actor Johnny Lewis was hot off his breakout role on Sons of Anarchy in his relationship with pop superstar Katy Perry. In just a few years, he would be dead in a Hollywood Hills driveway with his skull bashed in. This week on Death and Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. Oh my oh, lord, Dennos! We are back! We what made it! happened? On the other side of a new year. Jesus Christ, Jeepers Creepers, we made it. How are you? How are you? Hi. How hey. are you guys doing? What's going on, dude? I'm what? feeling very 2023. Ooh! How are you? Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess we, we, uh, we're doing it again. Yeah, feeling like the same old me. Yeah, we took a little break, but we came right back. Yeah, here, here we, we are. Here we are. Yeah. We don't rest long. <laughs> no. Just take a nap, drink some water. Yeah, get right back into it. Yes. Shake it off. Rub some dirt on it, get right back out there. Mm. Get back in. Get back in. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcarin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And this episode, we may be in 2023, but this episode will take us to September 26, 2012. <laughs> Alejandro, what's happening with music? September 26, 2012. Number three, Some Nights by Period Fun. Some nights are here. I remember that group. I kind of like them. Fun. Well, their name was Fun, so you kind of have to like them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a period. What was the point of that period? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't I didn't write it out correctly on the uh the list here, <laughs> but it's lowercase <laughs> F U N period. But I don't know what Oh, the period was after the N? Yes. Oh, okay. And they did the song tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That, and some nights that was the other big one. Yeah. Some nights, something, something. Yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, period. Okay, I yeah. thought fun it was period. period fun. That would be even more weird, but it would still, it's not way out of character of this It's kind of the yeah. same idea. Yeah same, yeah, same stupid shit. But yeah, they were on the charts at that time. Did they have a third song, or was it just those two? I think that was it. I think that was it. And yeah. then one of the members was dating Lena Dunham. Is that true? Yeah, and Lucky they were them. in the news all the time. Oh, together. really? Yeah, because she was blowing up with girls at that time. What a bad time. Before she blew up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, let's relax. Somebody else making a fat joke on the pod. Wait. That could be interpreted as not a fat joke. Let's not be ableist. Let's not be any of these things. (laughs) I meant before she blew up late, you know, her later career. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, her follow up to girls, which was. Nothing. Does anyone know what I she did I think it was just girls? getting canceled. People just yeah, got her, very annoyed with her. Her book where she admitted to molesting her uh, siblings. Her sister. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And then she she like was like live tweeting about um, some singer or some entertainer who just wouldn't talk to her at some dinner. Yeah. At some like yeah, yeah. Oscars dinner, and people were like, who the fuck do you think you are, Lena Dunham? Who cares? <laughs> and she had that bad press during the Me Too stuff. Did she? Because there was someone that accused one of the producers or writers on Girls of misconduct. Yeah. And then Lena Dunham came out publicly and said, 
Oh, don't listen to her. We know the real facts in this case. Oh, yeah. He didn't do anything. It was believe all women until mm-hmm. Lena Dunham's involved. Yeah. Until Lena Dunham says to not believe that woman. Oh, yeah. my God. So she had to apologize for that. And <laughs> now I think she's just tweeting from her mansion, from her swimming she pool. She comes from money, too. She's a Nepo baby mm-hmm. also. So no one's crying for Lena Dunham. But, no. Yeah. Number two. I think we best move on. Of yeah. course. <laughs> We are never, ever getting back together. Taylor Swift. Sure. And okay. don't ask her about her ex-boyfriends, because she ain't going to answer the question. But it'll be in the next record. Yeah. <laughs> I, is this about Jake Gyllenhaal, or uh, who's this about? Who's it like? Uh... Jake That was so <laughs> fake. Yeah. Her lyrics are just vague booking. Like, I can't tell you, but you should know something bad's going on. Yeah. Can't tell you what it's actually about. I, and love, I love when people do that. Don't Send ask her prayers. about it. Yeah. Remember yeah. that they would ask her on the red carpet and she'd give a dirty look. How dare you? She's playing a character. I kind of respect that. It's like an Andy Kaufman thing <laughs> she's doing. And she was mad when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler made a joke oh, right, at the Golden she? Globes or something. You know. she, she's fake mad, but she knows how to stir the pot and get people you know, responding exactly. and, and interested. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ask her more. That was the movement on the red carpet. Oh, Oh, really? You know, don't talk about ex-boyfriends and don't ask who they're wearing. Okay. Who were you wearing? Remember that, though? No. No. It was a movement. (laughs) You remember 2012 so well. (laughs) It was like Oscar's so white kind of thing. Oh, was it? Okay. All right. We best move on. We best move on. Number one. This list isn't going so well. No. <laughs> we're, we're in the muck. Yeah, well, 2012 is bad, obviously. Oof. One More Night by Maroon 5. Hey. <sighs> One more crappy song. Yeah. <laughs> One more hit that they were lucky to shit out. Yeah. One more headache. For well, they're all. canceled now, right? Because of the lead singer or something? Yeah, what's up with him right now? They're not canceled, but... Yeah, uh, Adam Levine. Oh, Le- well, you Levine, can't really yeah. go anywhere when, when your lead singer is canceled. Yeah. What yeah. did he do? Uh, he was just he was cheating on his wife world, and yeah. messaging people, and that you can't do that. He was being a dirty dog. This guy, dirty dog. <laughs> 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 he was uh, with doing something with Lena Dunham. He didn't do anything that bad. He was just being a rock star. That's yeah, what they do. You know. Yeah. He dated Taylor Swift. What's going on? Now he was just messaging some girl on uh, Twitter that he wanted to bang. So yeah, he was just having one more night <laughs> with a few women. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Well, you can't have one more night anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I want? What's that? I want to hear about the movies. Let's hey, hear about the movies. Kyle. Sick of this music stuff. Yeah, terrible. Number three in the box office, September twenty sixth, two thousand twelve. Resident Evil Retribution. <laughs> what number is that? Seven, uh, eight. They like they lost track. Resident yeah. Evil refund, please. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. What's her name? Jovovich. <laughs> yeah. Jovovich. She, she has no idea what number they're doing. Yeah. No, she doesn't even know what movie she's doing anymore. She's like, where check? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her English is getting worse over the years <laughs> instead of getting better as she accommodates to America. <laughs> They're like, you have to act first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they dangle in front of her like a dog. <laughs> you have, you do the Resident Evil, then you get the checky. Yeah. Number two is the possession. Julianne Moore. Didn't, really? Don't know about it. I don't, just a shot in the dark. I think it was the Julian the Moore movie. Possession. Yeah. The possession. I can't even picture what this is. Yeah. 
the possess. I know it sounds like they started with the title and they wrote the movie around it. Yeah, I like because the there title. was a movie called Possession with Aaron Eckhart. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. No, but of. that was many years before. Oh, maybe that's a Julian Moore movie. I'm so they this added... is not Julian Moore. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Kira Sedgwick. I I know nothing about and this. And this was in theaters. Yeah, Kira Kira number two in the box office. I know. I'm just co- trying to confirm. 2012. This. It, we've we've proven that nothing good came out. of Yeah, this year, year kind of <laughs> sucks. Terrible. Um, yeah, this is a psychological uh, supernatural horror film. Yeah, no thank you. Produced by Sam Raimi. Oh, I like Sam Raimi, though. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking about something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number one. The number one movie, September 26, 2012, Hotel Transylvania. Never saw it. Adam Sandler? And yeah. No, whole... this this is animated. I think Dan, yeah, Harmon, Adam Sandler. Dan Harmon wrote it. Really? I think so. I believe Adam Sandler does the voice of a vampire. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I want the blood. Give me the blood. Keep it out, I want to suck in the Yeah, it's uh, Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Jendi Tartofsky? Yeah, mm, Tartakovsky. Sure. Oh, that's good. that's the animator that put this together. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking of uh, Monster House. That was Dan Hartman. So mm. Selena Gomez, David Spade, Kevin James. So there's a murderer's row of this whole thing. Yeah. I think murderer's row of the cast of Grown Ups. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, there is four of these now, so it's a whole uh, franchise. Yeah. yeah, wasn't there one where they go to the beach or something? Probably. Oh, no, yeah. we're talking about Hotel Transylvania. No, so. there is one. I swear. They go to the beach. Yes. yes. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Grown Ups. No. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. See, I'm not lying. They yeah. jumped the shark in the movies. There. Hey, he knows a lot about Taylor Swift and Hotel Transylvania. I know you. Ha- you have bizarre <laughs> knowledge of these things. I would not steer you wrong when I'm, it comes to Hotel Trans. Pennsylvania franchise or Lady Gaga or Lady Gaga (laughs) or Lady Gaga or Taylor Swift. That's right. You know, I'm fascinated. You write a hundred songs about ex-boyfriends. Yeah, and she doesn't want to talk about it. Right? Don't don't ask me. What is the deal with Taylor Swift? We went out on top. (laughs) She doesn't want to talk about it. We did it. I made a TV show. It wasn't canceled, Larry King. Yeah. And so far, neither is this podcast. We're still going. We're still going, and we're getting into the story. Let's do this. Okay, well, our subject today is actor Johnny Lewis. Oh, boy. Okay, so this isn't... Like an A-list icon. No, he was a background player. He was a background player who actually, he did have a starring role eventually. But Yes. Um, L.A. native, actually. Born and raised in North Hollywood, where we are right now. Would you look at that? In I, this studio, in he the teamed studio, on the yeah, desk. Yeah. yeah. He was conceived. <laughs> he came up. He was conceived <laughs> and birthed and raised in this room. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and he's right behind you right now in, in the corner. Hey, yeah. spoiler alert! That's him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wherever he is, over the here. skeleton. Um, he was the middle child. Um, and had parents, and the entire family were Scientologists. No. Yes. 
Not exactly uh, the poster boy. They had, they sort of disowned him, I'm sure. Who did? Scientology. Johnny Lewis. Do, uh, They're not real proud of him, I'm sure. No, well, he turned his back on them first. Oh, he did? He did. Yeah, well, the family, the family was kind of a Jewish-oriented um, fam- uh, household. Hmm. And then the they eventually got really into Scientology. So you can be both. I guess so. I well I think they were just Jewish in like the way that, you know, um you can be like they're not like practicing like as a religion. They're just like they're Jewish, as you would say. You could be a Scientology. Scientology, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole sect. And I don't want to get into the reasons I was there, but I always remembered when I was at the celebrity center. Oh yeah, you were like a you were like a <laughs> I don't want to get into you're it. You're a superstar <laughs> that yeah, he doesn't want to get into it. After the first I... story I you told us is how you crushed a comedy show at the Scientology Center. After I killed at the open mic. Yeah. <laughs> they they did. carried you out like Rudy, you said. Yeah. A stress test on me, whatever it's called. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. And the girl that was giving it, she was trying to convince me how good science Scientology is, and she could sense I was a little apprehensive. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know what? For me personally, I'll always be a Catholic. Oh, Oh, really? But I'm a Scientologist, too. And I'm thinking, I thought you had to pick one. They kind of butt heads those two Yeah, I know. It was weird. (laughs) I I don't know what her deal was, but I I always remember she did say that. Yeah. It's got to be in the script. Yeah. To be like, don't worry, you're not going to lose yourself completely. You can right. still be whatever you want to be. Yeah, to really like, w- you yeah. know, fish you in there. Yeah, or really, but you give us you. your money. Give us your yeah. money. Yeah, and get your family's money and shut off your family. Yeah, and the Catholic Church and everyone else. Um, she has red horns and a tail. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll always be Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> don't look at the horns. Uh, <laughs> the parents worked their way up to a high level in the Scientology um, Church to operating Thetan. Uh, or OT8, whatever that is. Wow. They like worked their way up and they were like the real deal. Johnny, um, he like worked with them and he did like drug rehab videos for them for their Narconon program. <laughs> and, <laughs> which leads you to believe that maybe he did have a drug problem, which is weird because no one like on the record would say he did have a drug problem. But they, wow. said, they said he was a kooky kid. But he, no one confirmed if he was on drugs or not. But I think he was kind of, he was always kind of out there. This is before he's 18 when he's an actual kid. Yes. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say about a kid. Like he's <laughs> yeah. a little out there, rambunctious. We don't know if it's the drugs or just yeah. him being a silly kid. People said he was <laughs> intoxicating, not intoxicated. Hello. That just means he's like a loud, like maniac kind of. <laughs> so what? <laughs> right? Was he like killing at open mics there or something? Ah, uh, well, they not don't have much room. Good. Yeah, with, with Alejandro. He wasn't <laughs> that intoxicating. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if we go there and there's a big shrine of Alejandro on the wall there. That'd like, be yeah, fucking like, amazing. The day comedy died. Or something, or, <laughs> or you find out I'm OT seven Nine. or whatever. Uh, so he he was uh, auditioning for roles uh, starting at age six. So he he wanted to be a child actor. Wow. It was his choice at age six. That's what they say. But as we've noticed in a lot of these stories, you know, Brittany Murphy, yeah. other people, Ryan Grantham, it, it's really the parent kind of low key. Turning them on to it and then saying it was their idea after the fact. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like the Gerber baby. 
<laughs> they were yeah. begging for months. I want to hey, be the Gerber baby. Hey, Pop, why don't you drive me to a fucking audition over here? I'm a Gerber baby, okay? Oh. Yeah, Andrew Dice baby. Ah, and change my diaper once in a while. Ooh, hey. My own. This food sucks. <laughs> um, He... You know, become he does become an actor. He his first role at seven years old. He had, he got a Pizza Hut commercial. Hello, oh. which is it feels like a lot of actors' first role is a Pizza it's Hut, a, some pizza sort Hut. of pizza some commercial. Sort of pizza. Yeah, Paul yeah. Walker. Paul right? Walker, right? Yeah, that also. was the freaky pizza. The, yeah, yeah, that weird pizza. The rats. Place. Yeah, <laughs> the mechanical rats. <laughs> what a weird concept. Yeah, yeah so we what, don't want to go down. Pizza? Yeah, showbiz oh, down yeah. that alleyway again. Yeah, Pizza Hut. That's pretty official. Pretty official. Yeah, national spot. That's some big bucks there. Yeah. Um. So he be, he gets as he's like growing into like a teenager in his early twenties. He's getting more and more roles, so he moves out of the house. It's like he's moving out to become a big actor, but he's moving from the valley to basically Hollywood. Yeah, he's already there. <laughs> yeah. He's he's driving ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, he moves in this place called the the Wilton Hilton. Have you ever heard of this? The Wilton Hilton, Wilton Hilton. on on Wilton uh, Boulevard, which is like off of Sunset. There, yeah. I've been there before. There's like a big. There's a bunch of big houses down there where like groups of actors live and shit. Okay, um, so, so he made like a ragtag group of actor friends that he yeah, lived with. Yeah, and there was like a big house where you can just like rent a small room and not pay like you know a one bedroom apartment fee, and you can you know as a struggling actor or whatever you you are singer, you can afford to live there. Yeah, and like be within the Hollywood community without having to pay like three thousand dollars for rent. Mm-hmm. And were there other notable people around him at this? There time? There was uh, Adam Brody from the OC. Oh, okay, was there? Um, Ashley Simpson lived there. Oh wow! What? Yes, wasn't she rich already or no? I thought she would have been because her sister was kind of rich. But yeah, but I'm thinking my theory is that maybe she wanted to go off on her, on own, her own and be a struggling person herself. Yeah. Because wow. he didn't need this either. His parents lived ten minutes away, so That's why do you even need yeah. to do this? Yeah, um, I think it's just a way to be social and be out of the house and like be independent. Yeah, um, he started getting roles on shows like Seventh Heaven, Boston Public, The Guardian, Malcolm in the Middle, and Judging Amy. Um, he he got a reoccurring role on the OC as Dennis Chili Childress. Um, Chili Childress. Yeah, this is around like oh four, oh five. He gets on the OC, which is that's a big role. That's as big as it gets at for, that age for a like, young actor. And you're not just an extra; you're like a reoccurring actor. You're, you're not part of the main cast. You're Chili Childress. Yeah, you're Chili Childress. You know, you're not right. just you know bum number two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're stepping up a little bit. Yeah. You're becoming like a real actor here. You're getting yeah, lines. A, yeah. <laughs> and doing lines. Hello. Yeah. Oh, well, not he, not no, yet. That's not confirmed. Okay. Um yeah, I this is in my opinion is what got him not the role of a lifetime, but got him the role as the boyfriend of Katy Perry cuz they started mm. dating around this time. Oh, so she was acting. No, but she was involved in this kind of uh Wilton Hilton house. So she knew all these people. Like uh, Ashley Simpson and all the people that were like up and coming, struggling actors and singers that were part of this kind of like you know click. And Katy Perry didn't explode until probably around two thousand eight. I think so. So yeah. this is when she's 
up and coming. Yeah, if you see pictures of them too, she does not look like the Katy Perry today. She doesn't have a blue wig. Nothing like that. She <laughs> looks like just some girl next door, basically. Um, and they had like a pretty hot and heavy relationship. And actually, that's very fascinating because wasn't she super religious? Yes, that exact. I was just going to bring that up. She comes from a very like devout Catholic or Christian background in like mm. Santa Barbara, but like yeah, and she was a Christian singer before she yeah. was the pop star Katy Perry. She came, be, he, she came from like some weird mega church or something um, in Southern California. I don't know. I forget the name of it, but yeah, she was super religious, and he was like this kind of weird former Scientologist who's kind of Jewish, and yeah, they just got together and. They had this kind of torrid uh, love affair. Wow. Um, she wrote two songs about him on her Teenage Dream album. Uh, one was The One That Got Away, and the other was Circle the Drain. Jeez. Um, one of them sounded kind of sweet, and the other one sounds ominous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shit bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the third one was Take Out the Trash. Yeah. <laughs> Arrest my crap bag boyfriend, please. <laughs> Crack your skull. Yeah, who was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift is like, hey, I like your songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just write about guys, and you don't ex exactly say who they are? Um. But yeah, that was pretty much it. And I guess they broke up because she said she had to focus on her career and not her crazy boyfriend. That sounds kind of wow. smart because her career really took off after that. Well, he also left the OC around the time that they broke up. So I wonder mm. if she just wanted to date an OC actor. Oh, are you saying she was shopping around for a better, better deal? Bow? Maybe. Working her way up the ladder? Yeah. Yikes. Yep. Yeah, and maybe. this is going to sound like I know way too much about Katy Perry. You do. But it just hit me that her first album, she went by Katie Hudson. Oh, and yeah. It, and it was like a Christian rock album. Yeah. Oh, wow. Christian pop. Yeah, and then she crossed over eventually. Yep. She must have got some good management in L.A., and then they're like, yeah, we could do something with you. They're like, and lose the Hudson. And lose the boyfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cut the dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, I think he had like an undiagnosed bipolar disorder. I think initially that was a big thing Johnny Lewis had because I think, and you could still work in Hollywood with a bipolar. You know, yeah. we know a lot of people that have that half a Hollywood, half a Hollywood yeah. bipolar. Yeah, he could have been autistic as a kid too. He could have been. Yeah, um, I mean, if they thought he was on drugs when he was a kid, yeah, that's usually some kind of sign. He's got some highs and lows going on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kyle, do you have something to add? Do you want to say something, Kyle? <laughs> he's just sitting there like... <laughs> yeah, he's chuckling over there. Who knows what? Um, either way, he keeps auditioning and working. He, get, he keeps getting roles. In 2008, he got the role that pretty much everyone remembers him from. It was as Kip Half-Sack Epps in Sons of Anarchy. Half-Sack? They call him Half-Sack because he got one of his balls blown off in uh, in Iraq. Oh, wow. Yeah. Half he was sack. A, he was a veteran, so they call him half sack. That's Oof. very on the nose. It's very yes. on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up for that one. Hello. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, this was like his biggest role everyone remembers him from. No one remembers him from, you know, uh, Boston uh, Public or anything like that. Yeah. This, he, even the OC. Even the OC. No. Even the casting directors. Um, so that's why 
with all his articles, it's like Sons of Anarchy actor. Yes. Like wimpy kid actor. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. With Ryan Grantham, they really had to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but with him, it's like obvious. It's Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. At That's least the headline. You got to have a thing that you're known for. This is what he was known for. Um, a he, lot of episodes. Was he a big regular? The first two seasons, he was huge in it. Um, he got really into it. Like he got like a two tattoos. He got a star on each shoulder. Um, he got really into motorcycles, uh, which you know, if you see him, he's like a skinny little scraggly like you know dude, and he becomes like a motorcycle head. He gets a Triumph motorcycle and he starts like riding around Hollywood and he gets really into it. So he's believing in his own product. Probably. He thinks he's one of these sons of anarchy. Yeah, he thinks he's a son of anarchy. Um he's <laughs> he's doing some uh sometime after that he's doing he's getting new headshots done. I think he wants to get like a new job basically he doesn't really like the sons of anarchy he thinks it's too violent which what? is wait i thought he was obsessed with motorcycles and tattoos but he afterwards. thinks the show is too violent that makes no sense maybe he wants to leave for other reasons his dad says he wanted to write a novel He's... that'd be like if you were on the smurfs and then you'd Painted your skin blue, yeah. But then you said, "Oh, but I think the show is it's a little stupid. too blue." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But again, he's like a crazy guy, so you never know what what he's going to be feeling from day to day. That's yeah. like that two and a half men actor, Charlie Sheen. No, the half. Oh, the kid. Yeah, yeah. Guess- when he's like, I cannot condone the language on the show. Yeah, it's yeah. me it's, millions. It's gratuitous. Yeah. Same thing with Kirk Cameron from uh, right. from uh, what's it called? Growing pains. Growing pains. Yeah, he's like it's pornographic. <laughs> Growing pains is pornographic. Yeah, <laughs> it was the safest show ever. Yeah, well, it did turn out actually. A couple of the writers and producers did get busted for child porn, actually, which is a whole other thing. That's like a whole other episode. Ooh, Two of the writers for Growing Pains. Oh my god! Yeah, I never heard of that. That's legit. Wow. Yikes. I guess we have to look into that. Anyway, that's a whole other another time. Yeah. But <laughs> but what happens is he's taking headshots one time while he's an actor on Sons of Anarchy. The photographer's like, "Hey, you should you know um, if you're looking for somewhere to stay, there's this kind of like cool like Hollywood Hills um, like group house that people live in. Like a lot of actors that have kind of already made it that are past the the Wilton Hilton." And, like, you can live in, like, a nicer place. And this woman, this 80-year-old uh, lady called Kathy Davis, owns this big house where she rents it out to, like, up-and-coming actors and stuff. Um, now it would be, like, YouTubers. You Yeah, it would be, like, a hype house now for YouTubers. <laughs> but she had, pam, 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 pam. she had helped, like, Val Kilmer, Parker Posey, Paula Poundstone. Wow. Chris, wait, that's a weird I know, and Chris, <laughs> and Wait a second. And Chris Parnell. Wow. It's a fucking all over the map uh, grouping of Paula people. Paula Poundstone was the one where it something goes like, Eah! Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Chris Parnell. And like yeah, a weird that's a, and, wow. And also Thomas Paine from Hung. Mm, Thomas sta- Jane. Thomas Jane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So he's like, all right. Well, and then he checked it out. He met this Miss Kathy, which is like some 80 year old lady, former, you know, real estate broker. Um, who had lived in Hollywood since like the fifties? Why did she want to support all these young performers? I think she was just a retired older woman who just needed some income from this big property, and she'd rent out 
uh, all these rooms to like these actors and stuff, and like she liked having this kind of like yeah, you know, cachet, this cachet or these. These pe- these uh you know creative people around to like you know keep her living maybe yeah she's like eighty years old she probably yeah had a soft spot clearly for creative types and yeah um apparently it wasn't very expensive at all like it it wasn't but it wasn't that cheap it yeah. was like thirteen hundred up to like three thousand depending on which oh, really? room you got yeah because oh, wow. there was a lot of options you could get like um he took like the red villa <laughs> well it was called the writer's villa and he took like the red room which was like the more expensive side of it. The red room, that sounds like the shiny. Sounds ominous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they called her Miss Kathy, and they and he would uh, he decided to move in there, and Johnny would talk to her all the time, and they would hang out, and they were like good friends. Wow. Um, sounds like a nice lady. Nice lady, yeah. Um, eventually in 2009, Johnny tells Sons of Anarchy creator Kurt Sutter that he wants to leave the show. Uh, after two seasons, uh, because the storylines, like I was saying, were getting too violent, <laughs> which is very interesting considering the type of person he is and what was going on. And eventually became. And eventually what would happen anyway, yeah. also, which makes it it's absurd. doubly insane or triply insane. An actor, say, leaving a show because it's too violent? Yeah. A yeah. show called Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you really gang. lost your marbles about bikers who are killing each other. Yeah, yeah, it's like in the pilot. What are you talking about? What is going? And on? where are you going to find another show that's less violent? But the thing, that's his bread and butter. But the thing is, he's a he's in the main cast. He makes a ton of money. Yeah, he yeah. makes a ton of money, and he's like, I think he got so much. He's like, all right, now I can just hang out. And just like write my novel and live in this writer's villa and just be cool. He uh, wanted to get a, like five seasons. That that's when you actually have money to be. Yeah, able to, he like, like Charlie Hunnam money. I'm sure yeah. he wound up, you know, with with yeah. a few money at the end. of Yeah, the he night. did God. have enough money to turn down Fifty Shades of Grey. Did he, Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, oh, okay. he was cast. Then he changed his mind and dropped out. See, you. Wow. Same thing with Topher Grace. You know, he made all that money in that '70s show, and he doesn't didn't need to do much else after. So that. he yeah. didn't need to do Spider Man Three. I was gonna say, I wish he didn't do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could, could you have spared <laughs> us a little, please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Played so, a great David Duke, though. Oh, in Black Klansman. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I still gotta watch that one. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I haven't wow, seen it yet. Wow, that's yeah. a great one. But but he's able to do roles that he really chooses instead yeah. of like. So Johnny know. Lewis had this delusion. Yeah, that he's going to now do better roles and write a novel. He's writing a novel about a musician in San Francisco, which is like, wow, that's you know, that's a hook for you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to read that. That doesn't even sound like a bargain bin. That sounds like the trash bin. Yeah, want to write a book about the Counting Crows? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) wipe my ass with it. (laughs) I want to write a book about a dude that appropriates dreadlocks. Yeah, (laughs) and dates Courtney Cox. Yeah, and hangs out at the Viper Room. Yeah, a place. That kills movie stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the droves. Mr. Jones and me. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they kill him off the show by uh, they having him stabbed to death while he's trying to save a baby on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, they should have <laughs> shot his other ball off. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no sack. Yeah, no, no sack. sack. <laughs> 
Isn't that hilarious, though, that he complains that it's too violent, then they have him stabbed to death? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had him like keep waking up, and then a Mack truck comes and runs yeah. him over. It's like naked gun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a, a marching band yeah, walks yeah, over yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an airdrop of bombs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, might, he might still be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lena Dunham falls on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. So anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's he's living his best life that he wants to live back at the the writer's villa. Um. And 2010, he actually he knocks up a his girlfriend actress named Diane Marshall Green, and she he has a baby daughter. Wow. He was really excited about this. He was like really, like loved the idea of being a father for like two weeks. So he <laughs> has a daughter out there? Yeah. I did not know that. He does, yeah. Uh, him and uh, Diane get an apartment together, and he was planning on becoming like a family man. Um, and then not too long after that, him and Diane break up, and he uh, he moves out on his own. Man. And there's a custody battle that he loses, and he doesn't really put up a huge fight. Oof. Yeah. Um, he's just riding his motorcycle around L.A. trying to figure himself out. Um, on October 30th, 2011, he gets into a high-speed accident on his motorcycle, and he, like, bashes his head. Mm. I don't know if he had a helmet on or not. Either way, he lost control uh, of the motorcycle and just hit his head hard. Um, he probably had to have had a helmet to survive that. I guess so. Yeah, he was around like 29 Palms, they call it. I don't know where that is, but I think that's... Like oh, a... that's like the military town. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's uh, east of here. Okay. Out in the desert, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, well, I... he found himself. <laughs> yeah, he found himself bloodied and bashed on the yeah. side of the road. <laughs> he found himself rolling down the street. <laughs> yeah, He found the other half of his head down yeah. the street. <laughs> uh, but he he was in the hospital, and like, the doctors were like, no concussion, but we want to do an MRI, which would like really like be able to figure out if he like did any has any brain damage or anything. And Johnny's like, no, I'm not doing it. Wow. He refused... All MRI appointments his dad set up for him. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't do it. It sounds like he already had brain damage before the accident. Well, that that's what people say, but they, they think this like exacerbated it. Had uh, to have, right? I there's there's no way he there's no way of knowing. It's a traumatic well, the, injury the though. The problem some people chalk this up to the fact that he was a Scientologist in like you kind of refuse psychiatric help when you're yes. a Scientologist. And that's kind of built into the entire religion. Mm. Curse the alleys, like here, take this pill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like time was going by, and like a friend saw him at like a um, an acting class that they were taking together, and his friend said he was just talking in a British accent, <laughs> and like he's and he called him out, like, "Why are you talking with a British accent?" And then he like shrugged it off. He's like, you know. I was just joking or something. But Don't he, know what you mean. But he, <laughs> hey, what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> Let's go for a pie, we do it, eh? <laughs> but he was just trying to get away in, with being a British person in front of other people. And he Madonna went, did that. Yeah, yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> well, I think she's certifiably crazy yeah. also. Yeah. And Renee Zellweger for a time. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question, though. Was he taking the class like he was just a student? No, yeah, I think it's like... 
It's like uh, like Gene Cousinow's class in Barry. You know, it's just like a an <laughs> ongoing class just to keep yourself sharp as an actor. Okay. Yeah. With other known actors. Other. Or? Yeah. This guy Jonathan Tucker, who's an actor actually from Boston, from Charlestown. oh, I know of him. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. They were good friends, and he was witnessing like the the deterioration of mm. of Johnny's brain. So he, he would talk to uh, Jonathan Tucker with the with British British accent, a guy he knew for a guy who knew forever. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be so weird. And it was just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Right. Like if you just kind of showed up to an episode here and started talking British accent. Hello, you all. You ready? And we're like, all right, Alejandro. Yes, let's let's get into it. Let's do the episode. And you just kept doing it. That yeah, would be, that'd be in, insane. That'd be insane. You'd think I was insane. Yeah, we'd leave here being like, did you witness what was going on there? <laughs> like we can't use that episode, <laughs> but we will. But we will. And then I start complaining like the podcast. Has too much blue humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't condone it. Um, yeah, but friends said he was not a party guy. Not like Jonathan Tucker said, not a party animal. He was more of a um, he was more of a tea drinker than a drinker. Mm. He was a tea totaler. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, he starts like going off the deep end. Uh, on January 3rd, 2012, he commits felony assault with a deadly weapon. He was hanging out at his parents' condo in Northridge. He bought them a condo with some of the Sons of Anarchy money. So he must have got some crazy money. Yeah. So he, he's hanging out there one morning um, at this condo he bought for his parents in Northridge. Suddenly, he just wants to go for a walk. And then he starts walking, and he thinks he hears screams coming from a condo that's empty in the complex. Mm. And he breaks in. And looking for where the screams are coming from. And there's two men who I think, I think either were security at the condo complex or they were just in the area. And they tried to stop him and he attacks them with a, um, with an Avion, no, a Perrier bottle. He attacks him with a Perrier bottle and like knocks them around and like breaks it on one of the guy's heads. And uh, they, how hoity toity of him! I know that's kind of like a an upper middle class thing to get arrested for Jeez. breaking yes. a Perrier bottle. I threw me Perrier <laughs> bottle. Yeah, he still the British accent. Yeah, <laughs> oi, mate. Um, yeah, he and then the guys just just hold on to him and detain him until he got arrested. Um, he was wow. sent to the Twin Towers prison in L.A., which is like a bad place to go. Yeah, I've heard about this place. I know people that have gotten DUIs and gone there. And want to go to a place called the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just what that. a name, and they just kept it. Like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus. We're yeah. still standing. Yeah. <laughs> and next we're going to go to the Station Nightclub Rehab Center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For pyros. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they never confirmed that there was screaming. No, no, there was no one there. Nothing no, to no be one, found. Nothing to be found okay. there. He, That's schizophrenia. He totally just made it up in his own head. Yeah. Um, he gets out of the Twin Towers, as they call it, um, and he was he has like two black eyes. Like apparently he was just bashing his head against the wall while he was in jail there. Um, his sister said he was like a like a broken animal. Just didn't want anyone to touch him. He was like fearful of light. Uh, he broke the parents' fuse box at the, the Northridge condo and wow. just didn't want any electricity being used. Oh, sounds like he was a vampire. He sounds like a vampire, yeah. <sighs> sounds like Chuck McGill. Yeah, he from Better, yeah, Call, from Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Uh, during this time, he also slashes his wrists Oof. Uh, in a suicide attempt. 
I, over time, like it took him a couple of weeks, he starts showing some improvement, and he wants to move out on his own again. And he moves to an uh, apartment in Santa Monica, of all places. Maybe he thinks like the ocean is going to make him feel better or something. Mm. Um, but then, February 10, 2012, he gets arrested again mm. when he sucker punches a man on his way out of a yogurt shop with his yogurt <laughs> for no reason. He's like, oi, man, what do you got there? A chocolate swirl? You got some yogurt? You call that a fucking yogurt, mate? You call no that... whipped cream, motherfucker? <laughs> How dare you? Could you imagine being that poor guy? Yeah. You go to get some yogurt? You already, you don't want to be seen buying yogurt no. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Then someone attacks you. Yeah, yeah. just starts punching you in the face for what? Like you wanted to forget about the buying the yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> And then it becomes a big thing. <laughs> another having a strawberry twist. <laughs> another couple of days later, he walks fully clothed into the ocean in Santa Monica and was hospitalized for hypothermia. Wow! So he stayed in the water. A yeah, while. he just he's just fully clothed, just walks directly into the ocean. Yeah. And what were the signs he showed that he was well again? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like What's he the never dad? Got well. The dad is seeing what we're not seeing clearly. Um, eight days after that, he's arrested again on February 18th, this time for burglary. According to law enforcement, uh, he tried to break into a woman's house through a window, claiming he was looking for a friend. Imagine breaking into <laughs> someone's house like, hey, is my friend in here? <laughs> I'm looking for my friend. <laughs> wow. This is a, a very impressive amount of arrests uh, going on. Yeah. Consecutive. In a, sh- in a short span of time. Yeah. Quite the nosedive. Yeah. Mm. It's really, things are really not going well for Johnny here. Mm. Um, his friend Jonathan Tucker says in May he knows Johnny is not the same person. Uh, he has like a dead look in his eye, like a jaded war veteran. Mm. He just speaks nonsense now. Now it's not even the British accent. It's just like rambling nonsense. Yeah. This sounds like schizophrenia. Yeah. Just hearing things, uh, <laughs> bouts of violence. Uh, that Yeah. Jesus. I wonder if he would be on the street yelling at people. He would be. Yeah. Oh, He'd probably, yeah. yeah, downtown. If he had no family, friends, and no network or anything, he would be down in like Skid Row. Yeah. You're like, ain't that the guy from the Pizza Hut commercial? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, yeah, that's what they call him out for. <laughs> Pizza Hut commercial actor, Johnny yeah. Lewis. Yeah. He gets like a year in jail. Um mm. he yeah, is sentenced to like a year and he doesn't wow. he doesn't even serve that much time. Um because he he gets out in like September of two thousand and twelve. And when did he go in? He went in in like February. You'd think that would do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's released from like a treatment program on uh, September twenty first, two thousand twelve. Wow! Um, and eventually, he decided to go back to the writer's villa. His dad thought it was a good idea because he didn't want to be staying at home, and his parents probably don't want him there yeah. anyway. How about you fucking bait it, mate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to live on my own, Depa. <laughs> I'm okay now. I yeah. swear it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, He's so, holding a knife. So lucky. Like, okay, Johnny. Go, <laughs> yeah. Go play. Yeah, you said you look great, kid. Uh, we're gonna send you back to that writer's villa. Uh, how about that novel? Huh? <laughs> Sounds a great de- idea. Love the dent you made in the wall with your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your face-shaped dent in the wall. Yeah. So yeah. Really ties the place together. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the red room, isn't it? <laughs> we'll put some of your rags you've been wearing in a plastic bag. We'll bring it to the uh, writer's retreat. Or yeah, writer's we'll squeeze villa. the salt water out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and catch you right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they bring him back to the writer's villa, which Kat, Kathy Davis um, was more than happy to allow him back. I don't think she knew what was going on there. I think her. I think Johnny's parents sent a ticking time bomb to this place. Oh, a hundred percent. That's awful. Yeah. Last time she saw him, he was on the OC, probably. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> dating he, Katie Hudson. He was getting a lot of psychiatric drugs, and he was cheeking them, meaning like he put them on the side of his cheek and then spit them out when like the officials would stop looking at him and stuff. But he wasn't being cheeky. No, well, as the British, I be, say. Well, he was being cheeky, bit cheeky, yeah, big cheeky mate, um, and no one noticed he wasn't taking his meds. Um, well, people noticed his behavior was still crazy, but I think people <laughs> thought like he was he was taking that, and he thought yeah. they thought he was going to get better eventually because some of these psychiatric drugs take like time to take effect. So he's there a couple days. A few days after moving in there, his dad calls him, and Johnny's like. I'm too busy today. I'll call you back later. Um, and that was the last time he ever talked to him. That was on September 26, 2012. <laughs> last so, words to yeah. the dad. Wow. So on that day, a little bit later, police were called to the writer's villa. And in the driveway, they find Johnny face up on the driveway with his skull cracked in half and his eye socket caved in. That's the first thing they see when they roll up to the writer's villa. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Um, he had plunged from either the second floor or the roof and died instantly. How uh, many stories is that? I think it was like three stories. I think it, the way it is there, it's like a, it's like on a hill. Um, so like, I think like the driveway is like caved down. So once you hit the driveway, it's even more of a drop. Mm. Um, and I, they don't know where exactly he jumped off from or, or he fell off. They don't know which which one it is. Or thrown. Or thrown or, uh, uh, you know, brisk wind knocked him over. <laughs> I have the sweaty palms thinking about that. Oof. Those kind of heights freak me out when you oh, imagine yeah. jumping or falling yeah. from that. Like, not even, not even like too high a distance. That kind of distance. Just a middle, yeah. like, it, yeah, would it kill you or not? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like that kind of thing. And it's terrifying. Well, it killed him for sure. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> killed him. Like on the spot. Like spoiler was, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Turned into a pancake after that drop. Um, inside the house, uh, the scene was even more gruesome. Um, in his room, um, Johnny's room, please find a bloody hammer. They follow the broken glass and blood to the bathroom where they find a dead cat in the shower. Oof. Yeah, bludgeoned with the hammer, obviously. In the room across, they find uh, the bloody body of Kathy Davis. In the room, there's blood ev- it's everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Just imagine just bashing someone to death with a hammer, which, you know, you, some people imagine from time to time. Um, yeah, I guess. The blood force trauma to her head fractured her entire skull 
and obliterated the left side of her face, leaving her brain exposed. Oh my God. Yeah. Lord. This is as violent and horrific as it could get. Yeah. When to kill somebody that brutally. Yeah. Uh, there were, and an old lady, no less. I know, like she's a brittle old lady. Like she shouldn't be taking beatings like this from this maniac. No, she could hardly go down the steps. I know. You know, much less take a hammer to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, this is not a laughing matter. Jeez. And that cat. Let's not forget about the cat. Yeah, the cat. You know, don't fuck with cats. Don't do it. Don't do it. We'll find you. Yeah, he broke that really fucking. And don't cat. fuck with old ladies. Don't. Yeah. She was a nice old lady, too. She was, uh, you know, she was very inviting and welcoming to all these people into her house. And I think she just didn't know the extent of insanity of this guy. And time. she was probably she, trying yeah. to help him. Yeah, I think a little bit. Well, well, what had happened is there was a rumor that the day before they were they were they had an argument that he broke the fuse box on purpose. Like oh, he did shit. at his parents' condo. So he broke the fu- fuse box at the the writer's villa. And she was like, did you do that? And he's like, yeah. And, and she's like, don't do that ever again. Don't fuck with my fuse box. You know, don't mess with my house. Don't do this, you know, or you got to go. Yeah. And obviously he took this the wrong way. And he went crazy. Um, He probably in his mind thought, Oh, breaking the fuse box will solve this problem. Yeah. All right. Someone, some voice told me to break the fuse box, and how dare you I wonder, tell me it was wrong? Yeah. I wonder the, the thought process behind that. Like, maybe he thinks, like, like, some government entity is, like, you know, pushing bad brain signals in through the you know, electrical system or something. Mm. That's my only rationale for what, what could possibly be going through this yeah. maniac's head at this time. Yeah. Um, he, he attacked more people on the scene here. Um, he punched uh, her several times and then strangled her with his bare hands. Um, it was unclear whether he used the hammer found in her, in her room um, on her. But the force of his beatings were so severe that the investigators believe Lewis may have stomped on Davis's skull. Jeez. He then killed the cat after that and left it in the shower. Oh. And that's the cat right there. Yeah. That's both of them, yeah. He then goes outside and then attacks the house painter of the neighboring house. So he's not done yet. Um, and then the owner goes to break up the fight. And then he attacks the owner of the, of the neighboring house. The neighbor miraculously just hits him with a chair, which stuns Johnny, and then they all run in the house. And they're trying to, this is the neighbor's house now, they're trying to close the door, and Johnny's arm is like stuck in. It's like a monster movie. He's like a, a mutant or, or something. <laughs> and then they see him running outside. Yeah. He's like jumping fences. He has like superhuman strength. Jeez. He's like jumping fences. And then he climbs up uh, on uh, the, the writer's villa house. He goes all the way up to the top, and then next thing you know, he falls off. Yeah. Or jumps. Or jumps. And that uh, red trail you see on the screen here, if you're watching the the video, that uh, is the aftermath of that jump. Yeah. Oof. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, like... like this is like a higher house. Like, wait, that's that. That's all the blood right there. Yeah, looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, some people were saying that 
it was basalt. Remember basalt? Like do I, I? Yeah, do I? It was like big in the news for a while. Like some guy was on the the, the side of a Florida highway, like eating another guy, and he was on basalt. So yes. they they thought that was what what brought uh, this about. A mania. Yeah. Um, they did a toxicology after the fact, and they they tested for everything: meth, fentanyl, coke, heroin, you name it. All nothing came up. Yeah, that's totally the clear. Part about totally wasn't on any I drugs. Read, I read the toxicology report. Nothing came up. They yeah, checked nothing. it for opiates. They, like every single thing. They I thought for. he was on meth. No, you would think, especially with like the superhuman strength. Yeah, and fighting all these people and jumping over fences. Yeah, he's got. They the, one of the guys said he looked like Spider Man. Oh my god! To bring up Spider Man again. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, he was like possessed. Jeez. I really thought he was on meth. I thought I had remembered that from no, the story. That one of the things I remembered was that when they did the drug tests, he was completely clean. Yeah. Wow. It was so crazy. Um, his final TV role was Criminal Minds. Um, I, I have a clip here from Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him and Joey Montagna going head to head here. What do you think you're going to get out of this? I don't know. We'll see. You don't have to say anything else, Eric. You got to speak to him. Now let's just wait for the DA. I don't know how to break it to you, kid, but you don't have a card to play here. We're three steps ahead of you. Come on. Really? We've already considered the possibility that you killed other people. We knew you were young, wanted to experiment. It was likely you would copycat as many serial killers as possible to figure out who you are. And what you like. I guess David Mamet wrote this scene. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Mamet. How do you know you haven't told me already where the other bodies are buried? Whoa. Ooh. Dun, dun. Bass drop. Maybe Montagna's what drove him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when was that uh, role? 2009. Okay, well, so, so they might had... have filmed it maybe a couple months before, a year before that or something. So that's when he kind of dropped off. Kind of dropped off. He didn't really do much after that. Some like small, like shitty movies and stuff after that. So that was pretty much the end of his act. It was 2009. And like, I don't know. Th- this is my debate with this. He was going crazy before the 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 motorcycle accident. Yeah. He People said he was he was really like nutty. But I think he was like. Bipolar on the spectrum, something like that, and then that, um, that, you know, that crash really did no good for him. It, yeah. it made it exacerbated any other issues he had. Like what happened to Gary Busey? Is it, wait, he had a bad crash. Yeah, and he was never the same after that. Yeah, he was like a vegetable after that. Yeah, I remember he was on that roast. I was like, why is he showing up here? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a mental patient. <laughs> well, we have to have a little. Empathy, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. But how the, dare the, you? The people on that roast did not have any empathy for, like Greg Giraldo. Yeah, like, Greg Giraldo's yeah. like, your teeth are so huge, they look like urinals, and I want to <laughs> piss <Yeah>. on them. <laughs> so, yeah, someone and said, look what happened to him. Yeah. Someone said you look like Nick Nolte fucked a Clydesdale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might have been his, uh, Gary too. Well, yeah, look what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Future episode, future app, yeah. Greg Giraldo, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this was a confusing one for me because I didn't really, I didn't really understand because it it looked like like a brand new person came out after that um, that motorcycle crash, and it was just like people were like, you know, he was a main, he was 
an acceptable kooky person before, but now he's just a straight up maniac. Yeah. So he was like a Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like LaBeouf, people would say, you know, he was kind of, you know, a mental, not, like not mental patient, but not like he was, kind of. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, he was. Is yeah. I don't know. I don't know his current state, but I think he's on the sober track. These yeah, days. he's in rehab. Well, yeah, rehabilitating yeah. himself. Uh, he's done some podcasts talking about it. Sounds like he's yeah. on the up and up. But uh, many people else? would outpour on social media saying, you know, expressing their shock and sadness. Um, Katy Perry said some stuff. Um, what did she say? She pretty much glowing like he was a great guy. And, you know, Kurt Sutter is the only one that got real uh, with his response. He said this. It was a tragic end for an extremely talented guy who unfortunately had lost his way. I wish I could say that I was shocked by the events last night, but I was not. I am deeply sorry that an accident, uh, that an innocent life had to be thrown into his destructive path. Mm. Yes, it's a day of mourning, but it's also a day of awareness and gratitude. Sadly, some of us carry the message by dying. Wow. So he's pretty much saying like, you know, this was the path he was already on in 2009, maybe, when he, when he, maybe just by quitting. Nobody leaves a hit show when that was your whole track, your whole life to be a successful actor. Yeah. Yeah. That's already strange behavior. Right. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So maybe something happened before that. I don't know. But Kurt Sutter seems to be saying, yeah, this guy was going the wrong way for a while here. Mm. When he was a Scientologist. Yeah. That's kind of already on the wrong track. The amount of Scientologists that have killed people, uh, I think it's really up there. So what are you trying to say, Kyle? Uh, it's a murderous organization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alejandro kills at the Scientology yeah. Center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took uh, a whole bunch of lives with him. Yeah. <laughs> but they <laughs> murdered the stage. They do have good taste. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, taste of blood. God. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of the Johnny Lewis uh, story, which died at 28 years old. And so you're saying you don't know if he actually jumped? But no one knows. No one knows if he fell or jumped. The, I think he jumped. The police jumped. report considers it uh, accidental death. Really? Uh, because they don't know. He had to have jumped. Look at where the blood was. Yeah. yeah. If he had fallen, wouldn't it be close... It wasn't that close to the house, was it? No, but when you fall like that, who knows when, uh, where you're going to land? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but he was like Spider-Man jumping over walls and beating up painters and stuff. And <laughs> like, like, there's no explanation of that. It, clearly, you're on like a suicidal type path. Yeah. When you kill an 80 year old woman that who's your your you know your landlord and their cat and the cat. Jeez. He's never showed any signs of like harm towards animals before this. Or wow. any murders or violent tendencies before he starts punching guys in like yogurt shops. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the first step for someone who's planning on killing eventually at some point, and they usually start they with start animals. They start with the animals, yeah. 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 But in his case, he grouped them together. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, he all. did. He got them all done in like one year, one or two years. He so he's could, efficient. He's a, Yeah. Well, he's a late bloomer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, this was a weird one. I didn't really understand it. This is always my issue with a guy like this. Like, you know, he was crushing it, yeah, in Hollywood and had like, and everything. then he crushed himself on the pavement. That's the tagline right there. <laughs> <laughs>
He crushed it till the end. Yeah. He crushed until he couldn't crush anymore. Until the life life crushed him. So is that your final thought? Um, that's pretty much my final thought. I don't yeah. know. So Kyle, did you have anything to add here? I just you know, it's a shocking situation. It you know, seems like there's a lot of mental health issues, but the court even said that he had um, suffered from f- some form of chemical dependency, uh, mental health issues, and a lack of permanent housing. And they said in a May 17th probation report that given this, Lewis will continue to be a threat to any community he may reside. And so that was you know just a few months before this all happened, and they called it. Yeah, they shouldn't have sent him back to that house, the actor's house. Yeah. yeah. I think the da- the parents just didn't want to deal with them. They're like, uh, yeah, you can go back to the house. Poor, yeah, well, sorry. Poor Kathy Davis. Yeah, sorry, y'all, but yeah. you're going to have to take care of your kid yeah. and not burden the rest of society. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact he was just completely sober when all that shit was going down is crazy. Unreal. I don't know if, if they test for stuff like bath salts or like um, K2 or whatever the fucking like you could buy them at corner store, like the spices or you think whatever. There could have been like designer drugs that they're just not aware of. in the Yeah, test. I mean, that, I think that that definitely could play a role. Like um, synthetic drugs. Or yeah. Something. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that would even come up in like a drugs like uh, toxicology report, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, something was definitely not right with that guy it was weird because he went to this place called ridgeview in altadena and he he said he had a marijuana addiction just to get out of jail they said he had a marijuana addiction which of course you know whatever but they just wanted him to get out of prison basically and he went there and he was like showing positive signs yeah um of like doing well and they like that allowed him to get some time off his sentence and then you know he just had this insane mania inside of him that just came out once he went back to that writer's villa. Like, what's the difference between him and a serial killer that has a mania to kill people? Yeah, they don't have sons of anarchy money. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. We don't know if he had this compulsion to kill people this whole time. Maybe he was just hanging on to it. it may, sometimes when people go crazy, it doesn't manifest until their 20s. Yeah. Um. So maybe that was it, too, and it's just like it it became uncontrollable at, at some point. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, there's a whole bunch of things at play at column A, column B. It's like you have the traumatic brain injury, you have mental illness, and you have, you know, drugs and alcohol on top of it. Yeah. Um and uh But it wasn't drugs or alcohol. Not that specific day, but you know, you don't know if he was doing it before. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh proof or like people saying that he was doing that, but who knows? Yeah. Hmm don't know he could have also done like a really bad dose of acid one time and it just drove him insane (laughs) (laughs) who knows i don't know yeah i read a blind item that he had guessed it on malcolm in the middle yeah and that there was a house or the house on set there was a room that was haunted and anyone that it went in that room, bad stuff would happen. Oh, boy. It's so Alejandro's bullshit corner again. <laughs> the two leads went in the room, and their careers were never the same. Oh. And when Johnny Lewis guest starred on the show, he went in the room, too. Whoa. And that has since been destroyed. Well, we set. know Brian, uh, Breaking Bad guy. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. He didn't go in the room. No, he did not. Wow. Clearly. And then one other blind item said that he actually had jumped off a roof before in 2009. Oh. And that they suspected meth 
and wow. that he had injured himself and then went to an award show and hid his injury. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say really quick, I missed a couple of friends on the uh, our one of our big listeners. Yes. A couple of I missed. Uh, Ian and Andy Flaherty. Yes. Uh, big uh, dieheads from back uh, hometown. And want to give them a shout out here because I totally forgot them on. Big ups. Big ups to Framingham. Framingham. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you and we thank you. Yes. Thank you. And also Rose Crane because uh, she, we were talking about her earlier. Yes. And, uh, and Epic Ghost Shadow from YouTube. Yes. Who had quite a few recommendations. Oh, nice. Yeah, as always, make sure you go to our iTunes. Give us a review, please. Please, God sakes. We need the reviews. Give us, it's, a, it's our New Year's wish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on Spotify as well. You can give us five stars there. If you've listened to at least one episode, they allow you to rate it. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everything. TikTok, TikTok. Death and Entertainment. Yeah, we're influencers on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. We're about to hit 5,000 viewers. Also, thank you, everybody. Who's uh, subscribed to us on YouTube? Twenty five hundred followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a special treat coming for hitting both of those milestones. Uh, coming award season, it's the first annual Death and Entertainment Shitlist Awards, aka the Shitties. Yes, that's coming <laughs> next month for award season, and uh, you know that's something to look forward to. We're going to be rolling out a breakdown of all the categories, and I think we're going to allow our listeners to vote. Yes. On what, what they, what the, who they want to win. This is going to be like the People's Choice Awards. Yes. But for shitty people yeah. in, in, in the universe of our podcast. The Dedo's Choice Awards. The Dedo's Choice Awards. <laughs> American Dedo. Yeah. yeah. If we needed another title for this award show, <laughs> now we got it. I guess. Okay, a couple more. Yes. So uh, if you have any ideas for nominees, categories for the Shitlist Awards, send them on to us. Please. Okay? We love it. Yes. We love the input. And actually, uh, shout out to Samantha Morris. Uh, love Samantha. Keep your chin up, kid. Sorry, Samantha. Uh, we are wishing you well. Yes. Yes. We love you. And until next time, don't go dying on us. You have just heard a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. Movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.